0: Wonderful. It is so great to be here this morning with all of you and to be able to worship, go after Jesus, and uh, thank you for just going after him. That's what it's about. I hope every time you come to church, we get to see friends and we get to see people that we love, but I pray, number one, is worshiping Jesus, let him speaking and moving in our lives. So before we jump back into the word, a couple of quick announcements this morning. Uh, An important one is if you follow elections and some of the bills that are coming up here in August and then in November, there's a couple of important bills that are coming up when it comes to uh, those who vote pro-life. As an Assemblies of God church, what we would see in the word, definitely the principle of the word. At conception, we believe life begins and we support candidates and initiatives that are gonna uh, see pro-life candidates and people uh, be embraced. That's what our goal and that's a a part of what we believe as the Assemblies of God. And there's a few bills that are coming, one in August, one in November, that we feel are valuable, really, really valuable to see life protected. And tomorrow is a big day because tomorrow is the last day that you can register to vote to be eligible for the August election. And so we want to encourage you to register to vote. If you're not registered, uh, normally people don't vote in August. If there's an August election, normally we just skip it. This year, I mean, I don't personally. I vote in all of them. Uh, no worries, but, all right? but it's, it's easy to do. Way less people vote on off-elections, but this year, there is an important one, and we're gonna talk more in future weeks about what that is, but uh, to change the the rules, to see uh, things things changed, Uh, and we want to vote appropriately then, but we have to be registered first, and so I wanna beg you, if you would, register to vote. You can grab a paper as you leave that you can do. I believe you can do it online for most people as well, Uh, but whatever it takes, be registered, so in August and then in November, we can stand up for babies that are not born yet but they've been conceived and they are with us uh, in the womb and uh, just a, a huge part of what we feel is as part of our calling and what we do here at Radiant Life Church as well as once again being a part of the assemblies of God so get registered to vote we'll talk more about August and November once we get a little bit closer but thank you for caring and being a part of being a part of this awesome nation we are in we get to vote and get to shape and guide uh, so many things And so let's do that together. Uh, Also, just in your Radiant Life Church Center app or radiant.family, there's always great info, uh, things. If you go to radiant.family, our website, you just scroll up, super simple, and at the bottom, all of our announcements are right there. You can also go to the three dots or lines at the top and get in our calendar and look farther forward. But a couple of things coming, no midweeks in July. We'll be back with midweeks in August. But uh, July 23rd is our next Altar of Revival service. If you have not been to one, they're uh, like my favorite one services we do. And so two weeks from now, we gather at 930, so we're going to invite all of our 11 o'clockers, all of you, to show up an hour and a half early And then we will just keep church rolling right through the 11 o'clock hour. So you'll still be able to worship during the 11 o'clock hour like normal. It won't throw you off too much. But come early, and we just let God lead the service. We have about an hour normally we plan out, and then we're like, Lord, whatever you want to do. And we'll be at the altar. We'll be praying. And we see God move. We see people healed. We see people set free uh, even another level than a a normal Sunday. Because often when you give God time, in fact, I would say in my own life, when you give God time, God always shows up and he always moves. And so the 23rd would love to have you come be a part. Bring somebody with you. Start inviting. Maybe you have people, friends, family, that they've got issues or problems or relationships or health problems or financial. We're going to believe God's going to do miracles, so get them here so they can experience God, and we're going to have fun together. One other announcement is a big one. Seek and Save is coming, our Columbus outreach, and what this is We have churches from all over Ohio and even beyond that are coming here for general counsel. There'll be 20,000 or so general counsel attendees at the Greater Columbus Convention Center right after this event. And we are gonna be blitzing our community with the love of Jesus, including food giveaways, giving away uh, things to bless the community, all with the goal of seeing one more person come to know Jesus. And in that week, we believe that one more is gonna be multiplied over and over and over and over again. Tons of people are gonna come to know Jesus and we want us, we want you to be a part of that outreach missions opportunity. So from the 25th to the 29th, if you can do the whole time, come join me. I'm going to be there. If you can do a day or an evening or an afternoon or a morning, we can make that happen, and then the Saturday event on the 29th, we're going to be giving away thousands of pounds of food partnering with Convoy of Hope, and on a Saturday, we'd love to have as many people as possible. It'll be just a carnival sort of a day. Tons of people, prayer stations, everybody that gets food, I believe, gets prayed for. And we need you to be a part, to bless, and to be a part of our Columbus outreach, along with Revive Church Hilltop and Pastor Stephen. So the big thing we need is if you could sign up for us, it would so greatly help us uh, so that we know you're going to be a part it would also help Pastor Steven over at Revive Church as he it just wants to be sure there's plenty of people to accomplish all of the things, basketball clinics and backyard Bible schools and street witnessing, all the things that are gonna happen. So please sign up, jump in, let us know. We'll get with you and be sure that we're all on the same page and that we can share Jesus at the Hilltop uh, this coming end of July. So looking forward to it. Love to have you be a part of that. Be sure once again to sign up, let us know online. Thank you also for your faithfulness in giving. You can give at Radiant.Family Church Center app in the black boxes as you exit this morning, or you can mail in a check if you like to mail things out. Or if you're at home, I heard that the stamps just got more expensive. I think three more cents. So it costs three more cents to do that, but you can. But we're so blessed, and we get to support over 75 missionaries and mission organizations around the world. Because of your faithfulness. It, doesn't, it cannot happen without you. And we are blessed and thankful for it. So thank you. We have some missionaries in the house actually. That are a part of that. Beneficiaries of that reaching Ohio State and beyond. Uh, God is moving. So thank you for your faithfulness. And uh, man, he just keeps doing his thing. God is faithful and true. Love you all. We are so thankful. Rachel and I, we had been on sabbatical last week. We were back. Talked to a bunch this morning that weren't here last week. We had a great time. Uh, and about halfway through, we were like, we are ready to be back with our church. We love our life. We love our church. We love what we get to do right here. And so thank you for the opportunity to, to lead and just to let us all serve, to, to work together, to see the kingdom of God expand. That is our heart. That's what we desire more than anything. Now, this morning, we're going to jump back into the word. And um, maybe it's been a little while, but the movie Up, maybe you saw it. Uh, Up was a funny movie, the balloons and the house floats and all this stuff. But one of the best parts of Up is the dogs and the dogs that you see. And they're doing their thing and then they're squirrel, right? They, They are caught up in the distraction, whatever the distraction was that's going on. And specifically the squirrel, right? The squirrels would drive them nuts and distract them and get them off course. I feel like in my life, I feel like in our lives as humans... Uh, as followers of Jesus, there are so many things that can do that to us that can pull us, Boop, squirrel, where, where's it at? I'm gonna go that direction. There's so many areas, so many things. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Brian, he spoke and he talked about the amazing mountain biking that we did. We were in Colorado, I think three weeks ago, or whatever whatever it was four weeks ago. and we, did the craziest thing that I've ever done, and I'm not 100% sure I will ever do it again, because it was terrifying. We got mountain bikes, we rented them, and we got on a ski lift, and went to the top of the mountain, and rode these bikes down the mountain. I mean, most of you in this room right now are rolling your eyes, like, what did you think it was gonna be like? Real nice and smooth and easy? Like, no, but this was the craziest experience, literally, I feel of my life, I chose to rent this bike, I chose to go up this mountain, and then not necessarily knowing, but I chose to ride down this mountain where you are on rocks the entire time. Like it's not like a beach or sand or dirt, very little of that, unless they build it there. But if it's just the path, you are on jagged rocks that the whole time are calling you to them. To destroy your body. I mean, I mean, that's just that's all you see. Is you're just going. By the time you get to the bottom, your hands are shaking. You continue to shake even when you're off. It's just like, what is going on? I paid to do this. It was tremendous. Like it was awesome and it was terrifying. The thing I have to say, if you were here a, few, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Brian speaking, he was very gracious. He talked about the black diamond uh, portion we went on by accident, and it was horrifying i mean it was ridiculous pastor brian he is amazing and he went down the whole entire black diamond thing uh, the, the, the the trail didn't stop did his thing and what i love about his his recollection of it and i wish i could have seen it like or heard it is he just said he laughed all the way down he's just like ah like just laughing because it was so funny and it was so funny because it's like, who would do this? Who would pay money to put their their body and their life at risk? Who would pay money to get a for sure trip to the hospital if it doesn't go well? Like, who would do it? And who would build this and then rent bikes to people? How does insurance allow this to happen? Like, that's what my mind was the whole time. He had those thoughts while writing down it. And there were three specific spots in my mind that stuck out on that black diamond slope which we should have never been on because we not there at all is I would I got to a spot and I'm like I cannot see what's coming it was too steep you could not see over the hill pastor Brian I I knew before but he's just a little nuts he just goes off like Woo! can I be honest I have to tell him myself I did not do that I got to the top and I stopped and I said nah that's not gonna happen there is no way. So I took the walk of shame and I walked my bike around right down to the next spot I could see and I started pedaling again. And there were three times that happened going down the hill. I was like, this is kind of embarrassing. Good news, no one was there. I was like, no one's even ever gonna know. And then I was actually thinking while doing it, except I'm gonna use this as a sermon illustration. I guarantee it. So I'm gonna tell them myself, but I at least thought this is gonna be good. I got, no one's gonna know. Except I get to the bottom and Pastor Brian, not the bottom, but out of the woods, and Pastor Brian has his phone, and he is recording me doing this last part, which would have been great, but the last part, you come to this ramp, drop off, and you cannot see what is below it. Him talking about it. He's like, well, here we go. Woo! And it was only like this far of a drop, but you could not see the drop. And so I did what I did the other two times, and I got to it, and I was like, I can do this. So I literally walked back up the hill, got on my bike, and then woo, did the little jump. Really embarrassing. Pastor Brian, I wish I could have had video of you going down the hill. I think he as well. Like it it had to be tremendous. Cause I can't imagine. I would have, I would not be here this morning. I'd be in a hospital somewhere if I did what he did. It was something. But it was crazy. All of the distraction, all of the stuff that was there. It was so much fun. The most terrifying. Fun experience ever is what Jordan, my son, who we took on not that trail, but on other trails. But when we started that process, I asked at the bottom, hey, what do you, like, How's this work? You know, we just go up and, like, be sure to do the, the green squares or whatever, the green circle, whatever it was. That's the easiest ones. Okay, so we went up and picked one. Jordan, Pastor Brian, myself, everything's gonna be good. We get into it, and I realized quickly this is going to be extremely difficult. It's not what we did at the end. It's not that black diamond, but this is going to be rough. Jordan pretty soon wipes out, like wipes out, wipes out. And you're like, oh, man, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, this could be bad. Then he wiped out again. At this point, he, I could see it on his face, like the panic of, I don't know if I can do this without dying. Like, this is bad. I could just see it. It's like, oh, you got this. You got this, right? cheerleader. If you didn't know, I'm a very optimistic person. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. The third time he wiped out, he went over this little uh, bridge. And then at the bridge, it kind of had like a drop probably this far. And if you're going fast enough, you kind of just go and it's fine. If you're scared like I was, and then like Jordan was, then you kind of go down, right? And your wheel goes down. And if you by chance are holding your front brake, because you're scared out of your mind, while that happens, you go, whoo, right over the front. Jordan went over this thing, landed, and flew over his handlebars, the whole bike, everything, and landed on his head. I did not see this, because I was in front. Pastor Brian, he had, I think, a, a front row view to this. It was like, oh my goodness, Jordan, as he should be, he was, had tears coming down his face, And it would hurt, but also he was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not going to work. The distractions of life are crazy. And I'll tell you why. He was like, this is no good. Like, dad paid a lot of money to rent this, to be able to do this. And I want to do this so bad. I begged my dad, and now I can't do it. Like, you could just see this coming out of him. It's like, hey, do you want to walk down? Do you want to keep trying? Like, I've got it. Like, as he's trying to stop crying, because he just wiped out over its handlebars, Later on, I just have to tell, I feel like a terrible dad. We get back for lunch, his helmet's off. He has a bruise on his head from his helmet where he landed and his helmet gave him a bruise on his head. I'm like, wow. But this kid, he got up and by bru- he had bruises everywhere, like his legs, his arms, like it was wild. He got up, like I can do it. And he kept going. He had a little wipeout. one more down that hill. And then we got to the bottom and asked good questions. Like, if you have no clue what you're doing, which trail would you go on? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, this one, it's, it's, way, it's way flatter. And I was thinking, I told you this was my first time, with my son the first time. Melissa, wouldn't you tell the person, don't go here, go here so you don't die, right? Like, I, that's what my thought was. It was crazy. So we went, and Jordan, I, I went behind him. He led. I was like, okay, right brake, right brake, rear, rear brake. Slower, right? We got it going. He figured out the process. Then we got to go back up, do the same trail we did the first time. It was amazing. He didn't fall. It was fun. He went from discouraged and defeated and literally bruised to he might still have been a little bit bruised, but now to having the best time of his life. There's something about life that can do that exact same thing. Anybody ever been in a spot where you even signed up for what you're in and it didn't turn out quite how you thought? And all of a sudden, you've gone around the handlebars a couple times, you've gone over the handlebars a couple times, and your head has hit the ground, right? Like, you flew, like, this is not what you thought it was gonna be, it's supposed to be fun. And instead, it's just terrifying, and you think, I'm a failure. In life, there are distractions everywhere we go in everything we do. But with Jesus, he gives us the way to keep going. Now, I wanna say, if you're ever on that hill, Most of us in this room, including myself, should not be going down that hill. That was probably a one-time thing. I don't know that I will ever do that again. We did it nine times, Pastor Brian and I. We didn't die. We didn't fall. And I feel very blessed that nothing is broken on my body because it was terrifying. There's things we should not do. But when it comes to what God is calling us to do, we keep walking. We keep moving. We keep going with what he is doing and what he's called us to and when you look at the story that we read a few minutes ago, if we rewind a little bit earlier into chapter 4, just reading the titles. Jesus ministry began just before this story. Jesus went to Nazareth to people that he knew where he grew up. People would have known him. They knew Joseph, they knew they knew what he was about. People we would think should accept and But that's not what the Bible says happens. And what the Bible says happens, happened, and he wasn't respected or he wasn't welcomed in his hometown. He wasn't brought in. And I don't know about anybody else, Pastor Dave, if your first sermon that you ever preach, they decide, as we're going to read, to take you up to the top of the mountain or the hill, or in this case, you just ride up through that roof hatch that's locked, kids, no one can go up there, it's locked. But up there, and let's throw the pastor off because that's not going to work here. Maybe, but would that be discouraging? Would that be just a little bit distracting? I mean, that's what Jesus' ministry started as, was, eh, yeah, we don't, no, no thanks, we're taking you to the brow of the hill and we're going to throw you off this hill. It doesn't get much more distracting or discouraging or maybe for some of us so easy to say, obviously I'm not called to this. If the first time I do what God calls me to do, I'm literally trying to be killed for it, then I'm is probably not my thing and in our life it's easy to say lord i know you have called i know you said i know your word says but if i do that i experience something that isn't fun it literally feels like i'm going down this mountain and i'm trying but i keep going over the handlebars and i don't understand i don't know what to do i'm not sure how to get to the next spot and we're like jesus never dealt with he Except when we read the word, Jesus dealt with over and over and over and over again, rejection. People trying to kill him. He was killed, put on a cross. Thankfully, he's God. He rose again, took our sin and our shame. But if he quit because of distraction or because of what people said or what people thought of him or what people did, we would not have a New Testament. We'd be in a world of hurt. But he kept going with his mission. He was not distracted, but he kept moving forward. In verse 14, it says, of chapter 4, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. I just think that's important because sometimes we might think, well, if you're in the power of the Spirit, how in the world can you go share what God has put on your heart? Can you give an amazing message like we see in verse 18 and 19? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, like reading the Word, talking the Word. How can we be filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and things not work out? Well, church, I'm just going to throw something out there if I read my Bible. It happens all the time. People on mission, the people around us don't always say, yes, your mission is what I want. There's challenges. There's distractions. There's problems that come up, even for Jesus, that make me realize, Lord, I must be someone that, like Jordan, my 12-year-old son, I don't care how many times I fall down, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be good. I'm supposed to get down the hill, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to keep pedaling my bike, and I'm going to figure it out. But it's hard. It's difficult. The people Jesus went to in Nazareth, in verse 16, he says he was brought up there. In verse 22, all spoke well of him, but it says, is this not Joseph's son? Then later on, they didn't accept him. Why? Because it says no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. So they drove him out. This is not a good situation. All the distraction that can possibly come. But does he keep moving forward or does he let the distraction of life end it right there? Because that could have been a pretty short ministry. But we read and he gets through. And in verse 30, it says, passing through their midst, he went away. They took him to the brow of the cliff to throw him down, but passing through their midst. There's something about realizing that when we're moving forward with Jesus, it does not mean everything will be perfect. It doesn't mean that no one will come against us. The Bible does not show that. Humanity does not show that. But there's something about realizing when I'm walking with Jesus, even if I'm taken to the brow of the cliff, my God is with me. He walks with me. And how in the world did Jesus walk through their midst? That wasn't Jesus doing some, special moves to make it through. Supernaturally, God moved and he literally walked through their midst and walked away. There's something about really if I'm in him and walking in him, no matter the distractions, no matter what people are doing, I'm going to make it through to what God wants me to do. He stayed focused and kept moving forward. He kept moving into what God had for him. And even as we continue and then look in this, the story that we just read in verse 34, it says, Ha, what have you to do with us? This demon-possessed man. And I, I really like the words that were used, the spirit of an unclean demon. And that's kind of a bizarre thing. Uh, it, it was said that, that here in some, some uh, commentaries I read that this was kind of Luke's own way of saying this demon-possessed guy. Because the spirit, you couldn't just use spirit because... The spirit of God, right? You couldn't even just use unclean because of what that would emit in their culture. Demon kind of put it all together. This, this demonic spirit, something that was real, something that had control over this man, speaks and says, ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? You go to the next place, and now they're not trying to kill you, but there's a demon-possessed guy. And for Jesus in this moment, it wasn't even only that because he goes on, I know who you are. And in my life or your life, I don't know, but when someone says, I know who you are, and then says, you are the holy one of God, you're like, well, you can keep talking if you want. That sounds good. Like he's speaking the truth. He's speaking, but Jesus was not ready. His time was not right for the public pronouncement of who he was. He had ministry that needed to happen. And to stay on mission, he had to stay plugged into, Lord, I'm going to do what you've called me to do in the right way, in the right time, in the right order. And today, I need the demon to be quiet. Because this is not what we're here to talk about, is the fact that I am the Holy One of God. He rebuked him. He told him to be silent. There's something about whatever side of it we are on. Are we walking in struggle? Are we walking in pain? Are we walking like this man? Even in a place where, where we have a demon or something, we see something along those lines. Maybe we're on the other side and people start to say, wow, you're really great. You're awesome. Is it my time? Is it what's right? Is it what should be? Or do I need to say, hey, can you knock that off? I'm just a servant of God. I'm just walking the plan that he's given for me and no distraction, nothing is gonna stop me. From doing what God has. I'm going to be on mission. I'm going to follow the thing that my heavenly father has spoken. I'm going to do it above anything else. So everything else is going to have to stop. I don't care how many times people are against me. I don't care how many times I fall in my head. I don't care how many times whatever takes place, Lord, I'm going to get up. And Lord, by the power of the spirit, will you take me where you've called me to go? Will you let me be on mission? Will you let me be on what you've called me to do? And nothing else is going to stop me. Jesus, he came to destroy the demonic. He came to destroy distraction. He came to destroy sickness and disease, to free the man, to free you. Today, he's come to silence the voices, to silence what comes against us, say, be quiet. And as I've been praying, I believe that today there's people that you're in this room and there's situations and you just feel like I'm too far, I've gone too far or something too much or it's just too difficult I feel like some of you, you're like, I'm not sure why, but I'm going to come this morning. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus is speaking to you, that he spoke to me to tell you, keep moving. Keep staying on mission. Jesus even saying, I had to walk through similar things, stuff you're walking through. I had to walk through, and maybe it's a little different. Maybe the details are different, but I kept moving. I kept doing what my God said. I kept doing uh, what my heavenly father said. And if you will do the same, you're going to get to the other side. You're going to see the miracle. You're going to get through and you're going to see what you thought was all of a sudden become a reality. What he's called you to. You're going to get there. But if you stop and you take your bike and you go home, you're going to miss everything that I have. You're going to miss the joy and the excitement that he has for you. Don't let distraction keep you from your mission. It says in verse 35, but Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. Jesus, he's, he's big enough, strong enough. He's your creator. He's your savior. And even if there's a demon intertwined in your life, he has the ability to unweave that mess and to kick that mess out. And Today, what's a distraction that you'd say, man, there's just something. Not, you're not demon-possessed. It's not like you have that, but there's a distraction. There's something that today you need God just to be your answer. You need God to tell the voice to shut up this morning. You need God to say, no, that's not going to work here. That's not going to do. And instead, Lord, what you've called me to, that's what I'm going to be. That's who I'm going to be. And maybe it's discouragement. Maybe it's something that's saying you, you're not good enough. Maybe it's something that is an actual physical need, or maybe it's something you're believing for a family member today, and you've just, you're, you're, you're weary of continuing to pray. Don't give up. Stay on mission. Stay on point. And let God bring the answer. Let God get rid of that thing from your life. Never let a distraction become the mission. Stay focused. Today, church, stay focused on what God has. Stay focused on the next thing. Stay focused on that mission that he has for you. Because we can be distracted and we can stop. We can be distracted and lose our mission. But if we stay on mission, we're distracted. We aren't distracted. Instead, we can be empowered. Verse 36 and 37 go on. It says, and they were all amazed and said to one another, what is this word? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. They come out. When he speaks, it happens. When they say, when he speaks, what was is no longer, and what wasn't and needed to be becomes. He is your answer. And it says in reports about him, went into every place in the surrounding region. And I believe that God wants to use his church. He wants us to step into something new. He wants to step into a life that we're not being distracted by how difficult work is. We have five kids, how difficult parenting is. right? There's seasons. There's seasons where it might feel like, like a distraction. But mom, dad, your kids are your mission. And so you, you, you just keep pouring into them. Don't get sidetracked with the fact you can't do something else in a season when you've got your number one mission right with you all day, every day. Maybe a stay-at-home mom. That is your job. That is your calling. That is your mission. Pour into them. Don't be distracted by what the world says or what somebody that just doesn't get it. Says. No, you do what God has called you to. Maybe you feel like what you thought or what God called you to is done. It's over, it's, it's too late. If He's got that and it's calling and it's his calling for your life. You just keep believing. You keep standing. No, it's not gone. What the devil tried to steal, what the devil tried to ruin. No, it, God wins. He wins. So let's keep moving into the mission of who he is making this word our guide, making this word what we stand on. Not culture, not experience, not our past, but what does he say? What does the word speak over you? Don't get distracted. You know what, if this week you feel like you ran into something, you feel like you did go over those handlebars, ask him one more time, Lord, would you help me? And sometimes, I think just like my son, Lord, would you help me? I don't like going over the handlebars and running into the ground with my head. Anybody? That's not, nobody likes that. So Lord, is there something I can do? Is there navigation differently that I can do? Can I learn to use my rear brake a little bit more than the nervous and the, ah, I'm just gonna pull it and whoop, over we go. No, Lord, how do I just ease into what you have for me? How do I learn to navigate life? How do I learn learn to navigate the rocks and the bumpiness and the, the ramps and the bridges and the things that I might not even be comfortable with? But Lord, how do I learn to navigate? Maybe God can help where I don't need to have a header into the ground every day. I'm praying nobody. That's not what God's call for us is. But when we have those moments, I'm going to get up, and Lord, would you show me how to never let that happen again? Because I didn't, I didn't like that very much. I'm going to keep mission. Keep on mission. Keep on mission. I'm going to keep being empowered. Keep going with what God has. Don't let your cravings or desires or traditions or even your service to the Lord distract you from the only one who empowers, from Jesus in relationship with him. All through the Bible, we see amazing people, amazing moments where they got it wrong. When the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were distracted and lost sight of God's provision. And in fact, they said, I want to go back into slavery. If anybody asks, Lord, I want to go back into the thing I left, the thing you took me out of. Get rid of that distraction. Nope, Lord, it's hard, it's tough, but I'm going to keep standing in what you have for me. Solomon, the wisest king with unprecedented wisdom and wealth, got distracted by foreign women and their gods, brought stuff that should not have been. Lord Jesus, don't let me be distracted by whatever my mind or my desires would have. Lord, I want your desires, your word to become my desires. Israel's religious leaders rejected their long-awaited Messiah because they were distracted by their own traditions. Don't let your traditions and what you've been and what you think and what your family, what, Lord, what do you have for me? being in Israel a few weeks ago a couple months ago I guess now these people are waiting for their messiah they're waiting today they have everything that they can they're they're ready they're looking there's signs in fact really sad but of this one specific guy's face who a bunch of people think he might be the messiah so they're they're pushing him as the messiah it's like the messiah has come don't be distracted by all the other stuff when all you have to do is say jesus would you come would you be my answer Don't get distracted. Mary and Martha, they were with Jesus, and Mary chose to come at the feet of Jesus. And Martha was distracted even in serving. And church, don't even get distracted by doing. Doing good things. I think it's pretty good to take care of Jesus. I think it's pretty good to to give him food and to take care of the house. But when Jesus is present, don't, don't do something else. Come sit with Jesus. And if all the things we do put us in a place where we never sit with Jesus, then it's time to readjust the things we do. So, Lord, I can be with you. I don't want to do the other stuff if I'm not with you. And if I'm not a part of what you're doing, and I'm not a part of your kingdom happening, the mission that you're pouring forth, let's not be distracted. Maybe this morning, things like pressure to compromise, feelings of burnout, pattern of, of broken things, or relationships in your life, a tendency toward pride. Feelings of shame, reluctance to change, all of these things can play in to get distracted. Well, look at what happened here. I don't want to change, so we're just going to keep making it. I mean, I messed up. If there's shame in your life, that's not God. Give it to him. Offer it to him. Let his grace overflow you. And watch the difference of not being distracted by that thing or that shame, but instead walking in freedom that he died on the cross to give you, he's already done it. Don't be distracted by what the world would say or sometimes what we say in our own mind, but instead, Lord Jesus, all of you and none of me in my life, I give it to you and he takes it from us. Again, if you're here today and you say, you know what, there's something in my life that I just feel so strongly, feel like I ran into the tree. (laughs) Thankfully no one did that on our trip, but Man, that, that's no good. I, I wiped out on the rocks. And you feel like you just can't go on today. Jesus is saying, you get up. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to lead you. What do you need to change or adjust or put in alignment? So that I'm not going to have that happen again. What do you need to change or adjust and let the power of God bring healing or wholeness? What do you need to let go of when it comes to shame or a thing of the past? Maybe what you did or maybe what somebody else did. That's not who you are. That's not what god looks at you as step into freedom and watch him give you new life and new grace for yourself and then grace for others Let's get rid of the distractions and Let's walk in his power this week You know this morning if you're here and you say i've never given my life to jesus the number one thing you walked in the front door We uh put it right there. You can't miss it one more for jesus. That's why we're here This is not some book. This is true. This is real life. This is God's word to you and to me. And if you are here and you're like, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I need what he has. I need his forgiveness and his mercy. All you have to do is ask him, Lord, would you forgive me of my sins? I repent of my past. I make you the Lord of my life. In any words, whatever words you are, you tell Jesus. And he calls you, he calls you his own, his son or daughter. It's so easy. A few words meant in faith changes everything. And this morning, I want to encourage you, don't leave without saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And I would love for you to come and just say, hey, Pastor Chris, hey, I I just gave my life to Jesus. That would be the greatest thing. I will cheer and celebrate. There's nothing better than that. And church today, I want to pray over you as we leave this morning, that there would be no distractions and where distractions are, that he'd pull them down. Maybe a big one. This is fresh for you, not from first service, but just as I'm standing here. If you struggle to sleep, God wants that perfect sleep, that perfect rest. But I've learned something that uh, I think is so important. When I can't sleep, if I worry about sleeping, then it makes it way worse. And if I can't sleep and I just get up and do something, read the word, hang out with Jesus, even if I don't get to sleep, then it's a different thing. And just transforming how I think about the issues that I have changes everything. And I'm gonna pray for somebody today that you can't sleep coming in, that you're gonna sleep well tonight. That's a big thing in anybody's life that can't sleep. God wants to give rest to you and rest in all areas, not just for a few hours at night, but in your body, in your soul, and who you are. But if we could, could we stand this morning? I just wanna pray a prayer of blessing as we close over you. And if you have something, you say, man, there's a distraction, Would you give that to the Lord? And we're going to believe that you're going to walk out of here. And that's going to be different. It's going to be diminished. It's going to be gone. And you're going to walk in the mission, the calling, and the empowered life. You're going to walk in it that God has for you. So, Lord, this morning, I'm thankful for this congregation, for this people. And, Lord, we are so thankful for your word. Jesus, you did not let distraction move you out of the plan or the will or the future that God had for you And Lord, we're thankful that you are our number one example. And this morning, I pray that each person that came in today, if there's a distraction, a concern, a worry, a health issue, if there's just something we can't seem to get over, an addiction, a problem, a relationship, whatever it might be, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give life. You would give peace. You would give rest. You would give sleep. You would give forgiveness. Lord, you would give God, oh, just your power that would work and bring newness and freshness, Lord. And the distractions would have to leave in the name of Jesus. And Lord, just like you said it, be quiet. That's, I mean, That's all we have to do, be silent and come out. Lord, we pray today that be quiet, those voices, those distractions and healing and wholeness. Today, in the name of Jesus, come, bring life, bring wholeness. And Lord, even as we said, just standing, Lord, Lord, I pray for somebody today that's struggling to sleep and it's a big distraction in their life. Maybe there's doctors involved, maybe not. Lord, I pray that today, Lord, that there would be rest. Lord, even just leaving this room, but then there would be rest that would come. Maybe a nap, maybe tonight. Lord, that there would be rest. And that even in those moments, God, we would give it to you and that you would be our rest. You would be our refreshing, Lord Jesus, and that sleep would follow God. Lord, we're thankful for healing and wholeness in that area. Lord, we love you. We are so thankful, God, that you put us on mission. You send us out, Lord Jesus, and whatever our distraction might have been, it is yours. We lay it down at the altar and we leave free, distraction free, Lord, to ride this life that you've given us. Lord, sometimes it's that most exciting, most amazing thing, and sometimes it's the most terrifying thing at the same time, but Lord, we're gonna keep walking and keep pedaling and keep moving into what you have, and our world is gonna see you through this church, through these people. Lord, because they're faithful. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Bless each one. Let them walk in you and your power, Lord Jesus, today and moving forward. We are thankful for your goodness, God. We love you. Bless each one. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, God is good. He's good. He's good. Let the word be your guide. Be in this the word all the time. All the time. Be sure to sign up for Seek and Save. We'd love to have you be a part of that outreach. And uh, man, it's so good to be with you this morning. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. See you again next week.